Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, offering state fair pricing on Weber Grills, brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 673, August 13th, Friday the 13th, 2021. But I do not have triskaidekaphobia, so it doesn't bother me. 98 degrees was the high on this day, and that occurred in 1880. And it was 48 degrees on two occasions, 1924 and 1997. Meanwhile, back here in 2021, I hope you're keeping your uh, swimming beach free of weeds and muck and the dead leaves and stuff on the bottom. AquaClear pellets from the Aquaside Company, a White Bear Lake company, will take care of that. It's a, you sprinkle them out by hand once a week for four weeks, and boom, you got rippled sand and clean water. And uh, they work, and they're organic, and they don't hurt anything or anybody. You can call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350. They'll identify the products you need or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Yesterday we discussed the appalling ideas of a guy named Devin Hogan, who was the DFL party chair in Minneapolis. And he wrote a very inflammatory and dangerous editorial for something called Southwest Pride, a community newspaper in which he praised the burning of the third precinct, calling it a new revolutionary moment and uh, an opening of understanding to new worlds, I'm paraphrasing. And I got a note from Dan Dimoke, who has a very fair point to make, and we should have made it yesterday. He writes, in all honesty, is there any real difference between what Hogan and friends are doing to the DFL and what the Trumpers are doing to the GOP? In either case, truly sad. That's a very fair question, and they are the same. The people who uh, attacked the uh, U.S. Capitol, for example, could have said this is a revolutionary moment. We're ungovernable and we're introducing the world to new ideas. The same thing. Wow. Same thing. The parties are being destroyed by their extremes. It's not that I disagree with you, but is that violating your own rule? What's my rule? What about ism? No, I, I, I think it's... Uh, I think it's an acknowledgement of fairness. Okay. I think it's, if we're going to take this Devin Hogan to task, then it's just as reasonable to take, uh, you know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens to task. Sure. The, the parties have been made unrecognizable by their extremes. The, uh, the Republican Party has an element in it, the, Trump, the Trumpers who want it to be the Trump Party, and the uh, DFL has the Devin Hogans, who want it to be complete anarchy. And the John Thompsons. And the John Thompsons. So it's a very fair question, and uh, the emailer is right. There is no difference between what Hogan is doing and what uh, the people who stormed the Capitol, for example, How did. did so many people that are filled with common sense lose the party to strictly Donald Trump walking on water? There's other Republicans that have... Uh, that we could have. How did we get this in this deep? I'm going to answer your question, son. Please. Well, by the way, Bill Stein notes, I was just listening to yesterday's podcast. What a coincidence. Our commissioner of sanitation's name is Detritus. <laughs> no. He, he probably means in Lard Lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Detritus. 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 All right, Rook, Detritus. here's your answer. 
We all have been communicating with each other all morning and last night about a video that uh, Reber's was sent by a the pitching pastor. Explain the, who the, he is. The pitching preacher. Uh, P- he, pitching he, preacher. He pitches for for our team, the Fairville Lakers. Right. And he's a daily listener. Right. Um, and he sent this to me a couple of days ago, Tuesday night, I believe, and he said, "This is exactly what Joe has been talking about for years. You guys have got to listen to this." I finally did. In my commute home from here it yesterday, you away. I, I could not believe what I was hearing. All right, and Kenny has been blown away uh, four times. Uh, I've listened to it now. I have pages of notes. John Height uh, yeah. was in communication with me. Here's here's how I'm going to try to set this up. This is done by a. Uh, well, you're gonna have to help me, Reavers. I got you. This is a, a video, a YouTube video. It's called Mass Psychosis: mm-hmm. How an Entire Population beca- Becomes Mentally Ill. And it's done in conjunction with something called the Academy of Ideas. The original publisher, yes, mm-hmm. is called After School, spelled S-K-O-O-L. Yep. That's the uh, original author. This particular video was done in conjunction with an, uh, a, a website and an organization called Academy of Ideas. And I believe they're Canadian. Yes. And the Academy of Ideas uh, is described as having a thirst for knowledge and... Uh, they have done, or if you go to the Academy of Ideas website, mm-hmm. there's a variety of topics to choose from. It's an interesting website. I was on it all yeah. day, yep, yesterday. Well, here's how I would say it. Uh, and this is narrated by one of the Canadian brothers. There's two Canadian brothers behind this. And the, and the originer, originator of After School goes by the name of Mark. That's his YouTube channel that this appears on. And, and the only name we can find for right. Academy of Ideas is Mike or Michael. We assume that's one of the brothers. It's almost as though they've been listening to Garage Logic for about three or four years mm-hmm. and said to each other, why don't we straighten that fake mayor out? Okay. Let's, uh, let's intellectualize for him what exactly he's been talking about without really realizing what he's talking about. With illustrations in the video. With, with clever illustrations. Wonderful illustrations. And so the video is called, I got it right here. The video is called. Uh, you have it right there? Or? Look at him swipe. Yep. There here we go. go. Mass psychosis. Mass psychosis, how an entire population becomes mentally ill. And it's about 22 minutes long. So what we're going to do is play it and pause, play it and pause. And uh, I, I, it's just too. It's just too eerily reminiscent of what we've been talking about. And what I will also say, sorry, Rook, what I will also say is that uh, I will post both the, this video to both of the Garage Logic social media channels, All right. which is kind of funny because they basically and, rip apart social media. Right, right. <laughs> but, but, but they make a good point. And I just want to further clarify who they these guys are and where they come from. And I'll do that by reading... Um, from their web page, who we are and what we do about us. The goal of this website is to further spread the further spread of knowledge and freedom. We create content examining the ideas put forth by humanity's greatest philosophers, psychologists, and economists. These individuals left us with a commodity more valuable than all others, um, and, and they go on and on and on in that vein. But they, their intentions, at least to me, seem pure. I, I do, too. Uh, you'll hear them mention a, a fellow named Eust Merlu. 
Well, they mentioned a lot of people in this video who I didn't know, but I looked up Eust Merlu. He died in 1976. He was a Dutch-American uh, doctor and psychoanalyst. So, for example, you'll hear that name. But, and uh, Carl Jung. Uh, yeah. Jung. yeah. All right. S- uh, s- settle back, GL. Uh, this is Garage Logic in the hands of some pretty bright young guys. The masses have never thirsted after truth. They turn aside from evidence that is not to their taste, preferring to deify error if error seduce them. Whoever can supply them with illusions is easily their master. Whoever attempts to destroy their illusions is always their victim. According to the psychologist Carl Jung, the greatest threat to civilization lies not with the forces of nature, nor with any physical disease, but with our inability to deal with the forces of our own psyche. We are our own worst enemies, or as the Latin proverb puts it, man is a wolf to man. In Civilization in Transition, Jung states that this proverb is a sad yet eternal truism, and our wolf-like tendencies come most prominently into play at those times of history when mental illness becomes the norm rather than the exception in a society, a situation which Jung termed a psychic epidemic. Indeed, it is becoming ever more obvious, he writes, that it is not famine, not Let's stop it every time. Uh, Kenny, do you have a way to reach Reavers so, to stop it if you have a comment? I'll, I'll just look at him through okay. the camera. Because here's my initial comment. I, I have been using the term that we're witnessing mental illness. Mm-hmm. And it this might be very well corroborating. Now, granted, it's some kid in Canada's opinion, but we're witnessing craziness. What is the term that you've used, um, and it came to you from a listener years ago, and it has to do with the radio, radiation cell phone? The same or theory. theory. Same or theory. And basically, we were innocently wrong about that because mm-hmm. what's been happening is actually more, far more evil right. than that. Here we go. Not earthquakes, not microbes, not cancer, but man himself, who is man's greatest danger to man for the simple reason that there is no adequate protection against psychic epidemics, which are infinitely more devastating than the worst of natural catastrophes. In this video, we are going to explore the most dangerous of all psychic epidemics, the mass psychosis. A mass psychosis is an epidemic of madness, and it occurs when a large portion of a society loses touch with reality and descends into delusions. Such a phenomenon is not a thing of fiction, Two examples of mass psychoses are the American and European witch hunts of the 16th and 17th centuries and the rise of totalitarianism in the 20th century. During the witch hunts, thousands of individuals, mostly women, were killed not for any crimes they committed, but because they became the scapegoats of societies gone mad. In some Swiss villages, writes Francis Hill, there were scarcely any women left alive after the frenzy had finally burned itself out. When a mass psychosis occurs, the results are devastating. Jung studied this phenomenon and wrote that the individuals who make up the infected society become morally and spiritually inferior. They sink unconsciously to an inferior intellectual level. They become more unreasonable, irresponsible, emotional, erratic, and unreliable. And worst of all, crimes the individual alone could never stand 
This is where Joe refers to the breakdown of morality. What is mm-hmm. your phrase for this, Joe? A breakdown of moral and ethical integrity. That's all I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Breakdown Our of moral and ethical integrity. And, uh, and, and, you know, we have people calling themselves they and them. We have a governor signing into law. Uh, no standards I, academically. No, you don't need to have proficiencies to graduate. We, he, they're touching everything we discuss. Committed by the group, smitten by madness. What makes matters worse is that those suffering from a mass psychosis are unaware of what is occurring. For just as an individual gone mad cannot step out of his mind to observe the errors in his ways, so too there is no Archimedean point from which those living through a mass psychosis can observe their collective madness. But what causes a mass psychosis? To answer this question, we must first explore what drives an individual mad. While there are many potential triggers of madness, such as an excessive use of drugs or alcohol, brain injuries, and other illnesses, these physical causes will not concern us here. Our concern is with psychological, or what are called psychogenic triggers, as these are the most common culprits of the mass psychosis. The most prevalent psychogenic cause of a psychosis is a flood of negative emotions, such as fear or anxiety, that drives an individual into a state of panic. When in a state of panic, an individual will naturally seek relief, as it is too mentally and physically draining to subsist in this hyper-emotional state. While escaping from the state of panic can be accomplished through adaptive means, such as facing up to and defeating the fear-generating threat, another way to escape is to undergo a psychotic break. A psychotic break is not a descent into a state of greater disorder, as many believe, but a reordering of one's experiential world, which blends fact and fiction, or delusions and reality, in a way that helps end the feelings of panic. Silvano Arietti, one of the 20th century's foremost authorities on schizophrenia, explains the psychogenic steps that lead to madness. Firstly, there is the phase of panic, when the patient starts to perceive things in a different way, is frightened on account of it, appears confused, and does not know how to explain the strange things that are happening. The next step is what Ariadne calls a phase of psychotic insight, whereby an individual succeeds in putting things together by devising a pathological way of seeing reality which allows him to explain his abnormal experiences. The phenomenon is called insight because the patient finally sees meaning and relations in his experiences. But the insight is psychotic, because it is based on delusions, not on adaptive and life-promoting ways of relating to whatever threats precipitated the panic. The delusions, in other words, allow the panic-stricken individual to escape from the flood of negative emotions, but at the cost of losing touch with reality, and for this reason, Arietti says that a psychotic break can be viewed as an abnormal way of dealing with an extreme state of anxiety. If a panic-triggering flood of negative emotions in a weak and vulnerable individual can trigger a psychotic break, then a mass psychosis can result when a population of weak and vulnerable individuals is driven into a state of panic by threats real, imagined, or fabricated. COVID. COVID. I'm hearing Trumpism, but I'm also hearing Bernie Sandersism. Trump derangement yep. syndrome. I'm hearing Trump derangement syndrome, and I'm hearing Ilhan Omerism. <laughs> I'm I'm hearing everything here. You know what you're also hearing? Hmm. Division. Oh my word! Yep. 
And we're about to get into the third rail uh, here, yeah. really, right away here. But as delusions can take many forms, and as madness can manifest in countless ways, the specific manner in which a mass psychosis unfolds will differ based on the historical and cultural context of the infected society. But in the modern era, it is the mass psychosis of totalitarianism that appears to be the greatest threat. Totalitarianism, writes Arthur Verslewis, is the modern phenomenon of total centralized state power, coupled with the obliteration of individual human rights. In the totalized state, there are those in power, and there are the objectified masses, the victims. In a totalitarian... Go ahead, Kenny. That... That... That's where we're at. Mm Mm-hmm. That is right where we're at, and I'm pointing at both parties and both factions of both parties. You're pointing to the extremes of both parties. I am. And those extremes intend to win. I, I, they do. Yep. And we're going to get into this further on how people in power may start out innocently enough but they're also dealing with a psychosis that makes them believe that only they can save us right. from ourselves. Well, we've been telling you over and over again where to escape this. <laughs> uh, seek some quietude at Giants Ridge. Big weekend. G.B. Layton playing there tomorrow. Nice. Uh, home to the legend in the quarry. Two of the best public golf courses in the country. Uh, right now, there's a 37-hole special yet this summer. Played the legend in the quarry on the same day with lunch. Uh, on Giants Ridge for $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. Remember, it's much more than golf. It's a family recreation destination, family vacation destination. There's water, biking, hiking, beautiful nature, beautiful views, uh, dining, lodging, and more. View 3D course flyovers of, overs of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with a couple of questions for you. Are you noticing a decrease in the following? Maybe strength, endurance, enjoyment of life, libido, or maybe it's just a lack of energy. Are you tired of feeling exhausted even after you eat dinner? I've got an answer for you. You need to call my friends at Everest Men's Health. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area important to a man's overall health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest Men's Health and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. The great thing about Everest is their medical specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what is causing these changes to you. They start with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and overall body composition. And once they identify the deficiencies such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, and exercise prescription and nutritional guidance. Trust me, Everest is fantastic, and they provide a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. They specialize in men's health, and they can be your doctor for all your health needs, and they will refer you to a specialist if needed. It's a wonderful environment and fantastic people. Go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com, and you can call today to schedule your $50 testosterone test at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in East. And please let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. It's the end of the world as we know it, 
and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. So get that seafoam deep creep into the items you always carry in the family truckster. Uh, my new podcast buddy, Don McLean of News from the Krabby Coffee Shop, she calls it her bug out bag. She's got one at the ready all the time. So along with the fire extinguisher, first aid kit, blah, 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 everything you have in there, make sure you have a can of seafoam deep creep. That's how essential it is. Not only does it work better than any other product in the uh, market, but I'm going to tell you a secret. It smells way better. Uh, and one of the things I have been carrying as of late in my uh, truck, the Seafoam High Mileage Motor Treatment. I just checked the wife's mileage on her vehicle. Uh, I'm going to have to start dumping it into her car, too, because her mileage is creeping down. And the Seafoam High Mileage Motor Treatment will keep that mileage at its peak. It's great. The, the regular stuff, it's great in small engines, large engines, two-stroke, four-stroke. It's magic. But the really great thing about seafoam, you don't have to lug it around in your truck or car. You can find it anywhere in the world. A local company, a global reach, truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. We're uh, playing a video called Mass Psychosis, how an entire population becomes mentally ill from a group called After School in conjunction with the Academy of Ideas in Canada. In society, the population is divided into two groups, the rulers and the ruled, and both groups undergo a pathological transformation. The rulers are elevated to an almost godlike status, which is diametrically opposed to our nature as imperfect beings who are easily corrupted by power. The masses, on the other hand, are transformed into the dependent subjects of these pathological rulers and take on a psychologically regressed and childlike status. Hannah Arendt, one of the 20th century's preeminent scholars of this form of rule, called totalitarianism an attempted transformation of human nature itself. But this attempted transformation only turns sound minds into sick minds. For as the Dutch medical doctor who studied the mental effects of living under totalitarianism wrote, there is in fact much that is comparable between the strange reactions of the citizens of totalitarianism and their culture as a whole, on the one hand, and the reactions of the sick schizophrenic on the other. The social transformation that unfolds under totalitarianism is built upon and sustained by delusions. For only deluded men and women regress to the childlike status of obedient and submissive subjects, and hand over complete control of their lives to politicians and bureaucrats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Think about that. Yep. That's exactly what's happened since the outbreak of COVID. Well, plus, we've that been is... talking about adult children for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Kenny, I think it goes back farther than that, well, it goes don't back you? Farther it, than COVID. it does, but I think COVID really turned us in. Bow to your free, master, yes. From free thinkers into God, please help us. Mm-hmm. And what, and no, what not drove God, that? No, not God, please and help us. I don't us. mean God, I mean... Government, please God, help us. Yeah, government, politician, whoever you are in charge, please help us. We're, because we are helpless. And, and what was the driving force behind that? Because the four of us were all, not guilty of it, but all felt the same way. Fear. Fear, fear was the ultimate driving force behind this in the beginning. Fear is the key, and they actually throw in the graph, they throw up um, the graph of the fear graph, where you'll have peaks of fear yep. followed by calm 
and you'll be reassured. Yeah. And then there's another peak of fear. And with every, every reoccurring peak of fear, the fear gets worse and worse. I think he explains that. Only a deluded ruling class will believe that they possess the knowledge, wisdom, and acumen to completely control society in a top-down manner. And only when under the spell of delusions would anyone believe that a society composed of power-hungry rulers on the one hand, and a psychologically regressed population on the other, will lead to anything other than mass suffering and social ruin. But what triggers the psychosis of totalitarianism? As was explored in the previous video of this series, the mass psychosis of totalitarianism begins in a society's ruling class. The individuals that make up this class, be it politicians, bureaucrats, or crony capitalists, are very prone to delusions that augment their power, and no delusion is more attractive to the power-hungry than the delusion that they can and should control and dominate a society. When a ruling elite becomes possessed by a political ideology of this sort, be it communism, fascism, or technocracy, the next step is to induce a population into accepting their rule by infecting them with the mass psychosis of totalitarianism. This psychosis has been induced many times throughout history, and as Mirlu explains, it is simply a question of reorganizing and manipulating collective feelings in the proper way. The general method by which the members of a ruling elite can accomplish this end is called menticide, with the etymology of this word being a killing of the mind. And as Mirlu further explains, Menticide is an old crime against the human mind and spirit, but systematized anew. It is an organized system of psychological intervention and judicial perversion through which a ruling class can imprint their own opportunistic thoughts upon the minds of those they plan to use and destroy. Priming a population for the crime of menticide begins with the sowing of fear. When an individual is flooded with negative emotions, such as fear or anxiety, he or she is very susceptible to a descent into the delusions of madness. Threats real, imagined, or fabricated can be used to sow fear, but a particularly effective technique is to use waves of terror. Under this technique, the sowing of fear is staggered with periods of calm. But each of these periods of calm is followed by the manufacturing of an even more intense spell of fear. And on and on, the process goes. Or as Mirlu writes, Each wave of terrorizing creates its effects more easily after a breathing spell than the one that preceded it, because people are still disturbed by their previous experience. Morality becomes lower and lower and the psychological effects of each new propaganda campaign become stronger. It reaches a public already softened up. While fear primes a population for menticide, the use of propaganda to spread misinformation and to promote confusion with respect to the source of the threats and the nature of the crisis helps to break down the minds of the masses. Government officials and their lackeys in the media can use contradictory reports nonsensical information, and even blatant lies, as the more they confuse, the less capable will a population be to cope with the crisis and diminish their fear in a rational and adaptive manner. Confusion, in other words, heightens the susceptibility of a descent into the delusions of totalitarianism. Or as Mirlu explains, logic can be met with logic, while illogic cannot. It confuses those who think straight, 
The big lie and monotonously repeated nonsense have more emotional appeal than logic and reason. While the people are still searching for a reasonable counterargument to the first lie, the totalitarians can assault them with another. Dear God. <laughs> wow. I, there's so much to say, I can't say anything. I, I mean, You've got you nine remember, pages of notes, what are you talking about? Do you remember yeah. <laughs> at the start of the pandemic, we were actually issued travel papers. Mm. We were issued travel papers that would allow us to travel back and forth to our essential jobs. Oh, I know what you mean. From uh, Oh, yeah, the government-issued yes. deal. No, it was like Ramsey yes. County Sheriff's Office or something. I thought it was state-issued. Yes. State-issued? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we had to have it yes. in our car. That. Keep this in your car. Keep it in your... Yeah. That, feared, that filled me with so much fear and loathing that this was going to be so, so bad. Look oh, at, my word. Do you guys remember what I mentioned last week? Rook, I don't know if you were here or not. I apologize. But remember the video that I was discussing? I think it was in Paris where they were go there were police going yeah. to outdoor cafes yeah. and asking yeah. people for their vaccination certificates. Is he yeah. suggesting that free Western societies are headed towards totalitarianism? Joe. We're Dude, there. We're there. Uh, no, Come no, we're on. not. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're still, we're still a free. We're still a free people. We, you no longer have that piece of paper in your truck. Uh, okay, let me no, ask you this then: Do you feel as or more free today than you did, say, in two thousand and ten? Because I don't. I feel way less free. I don't feel uh, any. It's a deep, deep question. Uh, That's what I do here. What, what? <laughs> Joe, with the exception, yes, I have my Vax card in the truck. More and more businesses every day are signing up for the notion that you're not coming in here without proof of vaccination. But for the most part, we're free to travel, uh, even internationally. Now you can travel international. I um, don't feel like my God-given inalienable rights have been violated. I, I, I'm with you. I'm All right. with you. Yes, everything is tight. And yes, uh, there are places that are saying you have to wear, you got to wear a mask at the airport. I had to pull a lady off the plane yesterday because she wasn't wearing her mask. Uh, it's so, okay. So there, uh, some of your rights are, are shortened or made smaller. Plus I make adjustments. I've, I've made it a goal of mine not to, not to fly until things settle down. All right. Yesterday. Yeah. After the show was over. Both the city of New Orleans mm -hmm. and the city of San Francisco issued the following: was it would it be decree, legis, whatever? A mask mandate. No. Oh, you now oh, proof of vaccination. You have to provide proof of vaccination to attend any indoor gathering. So, mm -hmm. if you want to go to a Saints football game, right? You must show your papers. Yep. Okay, that is that's encroaching on your free rights. Mm -hmm. But. For the most part, Kenny, and you you picked up and you moved to where you are right now to get away from it, but nobody stopped you. You still had the free will to do that. I'm being very disingenuous, I guess, because uh, where I'm at, we're, we're pretty damn free. Yeah, we're, we're we're very free. Yeah. But what worries me, um, with more and more businesses requiring this proof of vaccination, are people that used to be normal well that's not a good way of putting it is people applauding this people who were used to be 
free and basking in freedom are now applauding the fact that you can't go anywhere without your vax card. I know maybe you can word that better for you, me, Joe. Do you mean the that's same? That's what I'm seeing. Do you mean the same type of people that would say, "I don't care if you stop me and uh, uh, if I have to give up all my um, what's the equivalent?" Oh, and I, I, I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide. Yeah. yeah. Are those is this the I have nothing to hide? People are are no, applauding. Yes. Just, here, well, here's what I here's what concerns me. Uh, if in fact it's true, and I contend that it is, that we're we're still free, we're a free people in yep. this country. I always have this cartoon in my mind of the guy with his new boat on a good trailer behind his SUV, and they're going up to the lake, and and that. But one day there's going to be a roadblock, and he's going to be told no boating anymore. Well, didn't that happen in Michigan? Yeah. My point is that I think many people uh, are not thinking carefully enough about how the government is behaving. And I, I, don't, I don't care if it's the Trump government or the Biden government. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, their life being led on a parallel rail from us is, is they're drifting farther and farther away from us. In, in terms of being able to identify with the normal American working citizen, uh, yep. hey, run up to yep. run up to EcoFun and Forest Lake. As long as you're going with your boat to the right. up north, why you get a free GL T-shirt when you buy a scooter? There all those go. scooters, all those scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. Uh, and plus, EcoFun is looking for help too. They're looking for friendly people for full-time or part-time work in sales and customer service. It's EcoFun Motorsports, home of the Bentelli e-bike. It's on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake, full line of Yamaha products, youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel, service, and just great people to get you the right fit on that scooter or Bintelli e-bike. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this fall, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason to match your specific situation, including zip code with the possible best insurance company for you. This is done for you every year because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience is working throughout Minnesota. It provides thousands of Canopy Group clients a peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit the Canopy Group Dot com today. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Uh My roommate has canned 50 Africa. jars. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> the roommate has canned 50 jars of pickles, so I'm moving all of my wheat pennies out of my safe 
and putting the pickles into my... So I've got firearms and pickles in my safe that I picked up from maplegrovelockandsafe.com. They're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Suite 106. That Liberty Safe, it's the best. It's going to protect your pickles. The strongest, biggest, best-selling safe in the country. Made right here in the country, the United States of America. And that's the safe that's going to give you peace of mind about your pickles when you leave the house for the day. They're not going to burn up or disappear. you got to stop into Maple Grove lock and safe i call it mgl and s <laughs> he does he calls that with regularity i'm gonna go raid that pickle jar I'm so i'm so choked up about it talk to rich he's the owner operator ask him if he likes pick hey rich you like pickles uh and then move into the liberty <laughs> safe he's fantastic he's gonna make sure you go home happy with your brand new pickle safe his shop in maple grove the best place in the state to pick up a safe maple grove lock and safe Dot com. What I'm hearing in this mass psychosis, how an entire population becomes mentally ill, I'm hearing an intellectual explanation of everything that has confused us over the years. I'm hearing failed academy. I'm hearing wokeness. I'm hearing cancel culture. I'm hearing the extremes of both parties who are delusional. I'm hearing all of that. You're essentially saying you're hearing what we've been trying to do for a long time. Right. Because this guy's brilliant. This is pretty good stuff. Here we go. Never before in history have such effective means existed to manipulate a society into the psychosis of totalitarianism. Smartphones and social media, television and the internet, all in conjunction with algorithms that quickly censor the flow of unwanted information, allow those in power to easily assault the minds of the masses. What is more, The addictive nature of these technologies means that many people voluntarily subject themselves to the ruling elite's propaganda with a remarkable frequency. That's where Such has a leg up on the rest of us here on the show. Yes, he does. Such is almost completely immune to uh, social media and algorithms simply because you don't have a um, Facebook page, nor nope. do I, but, but I have Twitter, and I'm going to admit I'm addicted to it. Uh, and algorithms, that's, that's the big evildoer in all of this, algorithms telling us all what we want to hear mm-hmm. and not giving us the other side. And it's the social media that's going to make raising children increasingly difficult. Yep. Modern technology, explains Mirlu, teaches man to take for granted the world he is looking at. He takes no time to retreat and reflect. Technology lures him on, dropping him into its wheels and movements. No rest, no meditation, no reflection, no conversation. The senses are continually overloaded with stimuli. Man doesn't learn to question his world anymore. The screen offers him answers, ready-made. But there is a further step the would-be totalitarian rulers can take to increase the chance of a totalitarian psychosis. And this is to isolate the victims and to disrupt normal social interactions. When alone and lacking normal interactions with friends, family, and co-workers, an individual becomes far more susceptible to delusions for several reasons. Firstly, they lose contact with the corrective force of the positive example. For not everyone is tricked by the machinations of the ruling elite, and the individuals who see through the propaganda can help free others from the menticidal assault. If, however, isolation is enforced, 
the power of these positive examples greatly diminishes. But another reason that isolation increases the efficacy of menticide is because, like many other species, human beings are more easily conditioned into new patterns of thought and behavior when isolated. Or as Mirlu explains with regards to the physiologist Ivan Pavlov's work on behavioral conditioning, Pavlov made another significant discovery. The conditioned reflex could be developed most easily in a quiet laboratory with a minimum of disturbing stimuli. Every trainer of animals knows this from his own experience. Isolation and the patient repetition of stimuli are required to tame wild animals. The totalitarians have followed this rule. All right, here's where I want to jump in. Because the thing that stuck out to me about this was, and for the listeners that are at a disadvantage because they can't see the illustration that accompanies this particular video, mm-hmm. what was that explaining? That's explaining, that's explaining the isolation, okay? We've been in our homes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And what, what's, what's happened as a result of it? The government's continued to hand out checks. Mm-hmm. Being, you're, you're okay, just stay here, we'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. And that's exact, they're, they're taming the wild it's animal. Good, Reeves. They're taming Blind the wild animal. Finds a nut. That's how you train a lab. I yep. mean, reward. Yep. Reward it. Train that suggests, it though, that suggests that there is a concerted effort. I, I, you'd have to say of the current administration, if certainly up and the Trump administration then, are that were they purposely are they purposely seeking totalitarianism? But the Trump administration did not say stay home, we're gonna hand you checks. That came from the current no, administration. No, it might have gotten to that had he been reelected, it might have gotten to that, but I we think, don't know. I, I think President Trump did did send us a check. Did he? Yeah. Did okay, he then I, I apologize yeah, if he, he did. did. I, I don't remember. But that might just keep coming. But the overarching <laughs> question is, is this being done intentionally? Right. Who is Who's the wizard? Right. Who's the wizard behind, who's behind the, curtain? the curtain? Because it's gone through two different parties. It's gone through it, currently two, maybe even three presidencies. I, th- I think if we keep listening, your question's going to be answered, especially when we get deeper into social media and algorithms, right, et cetera, et cetera. Let's pick it up again. They know that they can condition their political victims most quickly if they are kept in isolation. Alone, confused, and battered by waves of terror... A population under an attack of menticide descends into a hopeless and vulnerable state. The never-ending stream of propaganda turns minds once capable of rational thought into playhouses of irrational forces. And with chaos swirling around them and within them, the masses crave a return to a more ordered world. The would-be totalitarians can now take the decisive step. They can offer a way out and a return to order in a world that seems to be moving rapidly in the opposite direction. But all this comes at a price. The masses must give up their freedom and cede control of all aspects of life to the ruling elite. They must relinquish their capacity to be self-reliant individuals who are responsible for their own lives and Mm. become submissive and obedient subjects. The masses, Mm. in other words must descend into the delusions of the totalitarian psychosis. Thus, yep. the failed academy. Yep. Yep. Thus, the relieving of any expectation to be proficient. Yeah, Forgiving yeah. Of, of college debt. Forgiving up, well, you might even want to go lighter of forgiving overdue library fees. Uh, eliminating from the crime book 
uh, minor crimes. Minneapolis just announced right, yesterday, right. Arredondo, that we're not going to pursue right. minor traffic violations. But these things not, are these things are happening not, organically. They're not happening because the wizard behind the curtain is calling up Arredondo. But I thought about that more while listening to this, to, to Rook's point earlier. I don't think there is a wizard. I think this guy isn't saying that there is one person no, behind all this. this is happening organically. This is just, this it, is unfolding in front of our eyes. Yeah. The totalitarian systems of the 20th century represent a kind of collective psychosis. Whether gradually or suddenly, reason and common human decency are no longer possible in such a system. There is only a pervasive atmosphere of terror and a projection of the enemy, imagined to be in our midst. Thus society turns on itself, urged on by the ruling authorities. But the order of a totalitarian world is a pathological order. By enforcing a strict conformity and requiring a blind obedience from the citizenry, totalitarianism rids the world of the spontaneity that produces many of life's joys and the creativity that drives society forward. The total control of this form of rule, no matter under what name it is branded, be it rule by scientists and doctors, politicians and bureaucrats, or a dictator, breeds stagnation, destruction, and death on a mass scale. And so perhaps the most important question facing the world is how can totalitarianism be prevented? And if a society has been induced into the early stages of this mass psychosis, can the effects be reversed? While one can never be sure of the prognosis of a collective madness, there are steps that can be taken to help effectuate a cure. This task, however, necessitates many different approaches from many different people. For just as the menticidal attack is multi-pronged, so too must be the counter-attack. According to Carl Jung, the for those of us who wish to help return sanity to an insane world, the first step is to bring order to our own minds and to live in a way that provides inspiration for others to follow. How? It is not for nothing that our age cries out for the Redeemer personality, for the one who can emancipate himself from the grip of the collective psychosis and save at least his own soul, who lights a beacon of hope for others proclaiming that here is at least one man who has succeeded in extricating himself from the fatal identity with the group psyche. Stop. But assuming... Stop. I think that's how the uh, Trumpers viewed Trump, that he's avoided the grasp of the... of the Like, that he avoided the grasp, for example, of the political class. But what I took away... From, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I also took away from earlier is the, det the detachment factor, mm -hmm. where... If you happen to question anything, you know, if you have concerns about the vaccine, if you don't think you should have to wear a mask when you're going for a walk outside, that's no longer an idea of free thought. That's an idea right. of, well, you you hate grandma. You want my grandma to die. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm you're, allowed to ask some questions. Right. See, yeah, I, I'm, your, your, your ego is killing the rest of us. Yeah. It, you guys are assigning this the default uh, of this is all about the pandemic. No, but I'm just saying that it's been it's been ingrained in us that we are supposed to follow along with everything without asking any questions. But, but we I, don't. That's the beauty of garage logic. We are asking the but questions. But we're the outlier. Well, not with the number of listeners we have, we're not. I meant the collective we, us and the GLers, we're, mm -hmm. we're the outlier. Right. 
But Don't there's more of us than you think. I know. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. And I think the pandemic is down there at the bottom of the the, the pyramid. I think it's it's the foundation of the pyramid. Uh, what, you know, I just heard him in that last segment uh, adhering to. Uh, I I, w- I will never adhere to uh, what the failed academy wants me to adhere to. I just won't do it. I I don't adhere to the erasure of history, for example. Right. I don't adhere to the idea that there's 67 genders. I don't adhere to the idea that today you can be this guy and tomorrow you're a gal. I'm not ripping lesbianism and homosexuality. What I'm saying is uh, I, I think there's, a, there's an aspect to some of this that uh, borders on exactly what this guy's talking about, a mass psychosis. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it, to me, it's, it's more evident in the failed academy than maybe any other arena. So I have a question. We got three minutes of this video left. Yep. You know what it's making me want to do? Eat. Eat. Is there still any red savoy left? That's why I want you to take a break. Tommy brought so in I can some go red grab savoy. Piece of pizza. Yeah. Well, I picked it up. He just paid for he, it. Well, that's what counts. There. <laughs> I went to my spot on Snelling. I mean, anybody can pick it up, but right. not everybody's going to pay for it. One hundred percent. Don't hurt yourself, patting yourself on the back. Rook, I love you. I love me too. I love me too. You know that Red Savoy now has become an official sponsor of Gophers Athletics. Red Savoy even made some commercials with their star. They star head coach PJ Fleck, and you can find those on the Red Savoy Facebook. Uh, what did Tom bring in? Pepperoni and double sausage? We split half and half. Double sausage and then pepperoni and green peppers. And I am against vegetables on pizza just in general. Yeah. I cannot believe how good the pepperoni with green pepper was. Because they're using fresh veggies, man. Well, GLers, visit SavoysPizza.com and use the code word ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, that's one word ELITE, to get 5 bucks off any order of $30 or more. Offer is available only through the Red Savoy app or website. Introduce yourself to this uh, world-famous SOTA, S-O-T-A-style pizza. Red Savoy SOTA-style pizza. Go get some. GLers, I really have a special thing for you guys. I know I talked the earlier in the week about candles. Yes, SpiralLightCandles.com. They are a new sponsor to Garage Logic. What's the twist? Well, the twist is... Birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, CI girls love candles, and this is a patented spiral candle. It's a locally owned company started by a real GL family, the Nelsons, started it in their garage. Why do they buy on Garage Logic? Well, because at the state fair this year, they're going to be in the grandstand and they're going to have a special cylinder index candle. Yes, it smells like the garage, but they're not going to be on the counter. You got to give them a wink, wink, nudge, nudge and ask for it by name. So watch for them at the grandstand, spirallightcandles.com. Again, get the gal in your life a candle. It's a patented candle that burns on the outside the wax falls in and then bingo bango bongo you light the wick again and you're good to go thanks glers go to their website right now spirallightcandles.com and let them know that the rook sent you this guy wears many hats just not indoors joe suchere I don't know if you know this, but I, um, me, myself, I'm in charge of when summer ends and I've declared summer over. Uh, that's because next year's bikes, yeah, it's over, so okay. it's done. Next year, by, the bikes for next year, they're on the showroom floor at Moon Motorsports. Um, yeah, the 2022s. Uh, the BMW R9T, the Urban GS, that's the 40th anniversary edition. That's on the floor. 
Uh, the Triumph Scrambler, the Steve McQueen edition. Uh, it's a 1200 inspired by the competition TR6. Moon has it in stock. Only a thousand of them made worldwide. The Ducati Monster. I know guys that have said, I'm not buying a motorcycle unless I can buy a Monster. You can get that at Moon Motorsports. Great bikes up there. Visit Moon Motorsports in Monticello. You'll experience the most exciting showroom in Minnesota. Ten brands on hand. I'm talking uh, Polaris, Can-Am, Honda, Yamaha. Uh, Yamaha, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Polaris, <laughs> Skidoo, and now Husqvarna. They're located on uh, 94, just west of 25 in Monticello. Moonmotorsports.com, 114. <laughs> Gee, others, Joe is holding up the stopwatch to the camera so Kenny can see 114. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap this up. Re- reintroduce this again, Joe? Uh, what are we listening to? This is... Uh, it's a YouTube video, probably the most brilliant YouTube video I've ever heard in my life called Mass Psychosis. How an entire population becomes mentally ill. Mm-hmm. One is living in a manner free of the grip of the psychosis. There are further steps that can be taken. Information that counters the propaganda should be spread as far and as wide as possible. For the truth is more powerful than the fiction and falsities peddled by the would-be totalitarian rulers. And so their success is in part contingent on their ability to censor the free flow of information. Another tactic is to use humor and ridicule to delegitimize the ruling elite, or as Mirlu explains, we must learn to treat the demagogue and aspirant dictators in our midst with the weapon of ridicule. The demagogue himself is almost incapable of humor of any sort, and if we treat him with humor, he will begin to collapse. A tactic recommended by Vaclav Havel, a political dissident under Soviet communist rule, who later became president of Czechoslovakia, is the construction of what are called parallel structures. A parallel structure is any form of organization, business, institution, technology, or creative pursuit that exists physically within a totalitarian society, yet morally outside of it. In communist Czechoslovakia, Havel noted that these parallel structures were more effective at combating totalitarianism than political action. Furthermore, when enough parallel structures are created, a second culture, or parallel society, spontaneously forms and functions as an enclave of freedom and sanity within a totalitarian world or as Havel explains in his book, The Power of the Powerless. What else are parallel structures than an area where a different life can be lived? A life that is in harmony with its own aims, and which in turn structures itself in harmony with those aims? What else are those initial attempts at social self-organization than the efforts of a certain part of society to rid itself of the self-sustaining aspects of totalitarianism, and thus to extricate itself radically from its involvement in the totalitarian system. But above all else, what is required to prevent a full descent into the madness of totalitarianism is action by as many people as possible. For just as the ruling elite do not sit around passively, but instead take deliberate steps to increase their power, so too an active and concerted effort must be made to move the world back in the direction of freedom. This can be an immense challenge in a world falling prey to the delusions of totalitarianism. But as Thomas Paine noted, Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, 
the more glorious the triumph. That's it. Hmm. Two things. He said you, you counter the elite with humor, ridicule. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we do that constantly. On both sides. Right, but they don't listen to us. One That's of the problems is yes. they they exist within their own class, Perfect. on their own parallel rail. Perfect example is... Here is your latest right. Ilhan Omar right. report on Garage Logic. And, right, and, the, and not only they won't come on and, t and talk about it with us. No, because they know that they're actually going to get challenged. And I, I took from that also... The corroboration that the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the crazier things are, and the farther away you get from it in rural America, people are still living their lives in harmony. They're still living their lives in harmony. Can I please play the, the disclaimer so if people want to hear this, they yeah. can find more of this guy's yeah. work? There's about yeah. 30 more seconds yeah. here. I don't want to cut it short. Yeah. I believe he gives it to us here. Is this still the Ilhan Omar update? No, this is okay. a different thing. It's massage music. Yeah. You find yourself relaxed. Giving myself a massage right For now. more content like this, visit the YouTube channel Academy of Ideas or the website academyofideas.com. They also have and a I, Patreon account. I know, Kenny, you had mentioned it yeah. at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I was. that's exactly what I was going to mention, the Patreon. And I am going to uh, join. It's, uh, I think, $45 a year. Uh, because the content I just scanned through it is really, really good. I mean, really good. And there's a bunch of videos that I'm gonna, I'm just gonna obsess over the weekend. Uh, one of them is called, it's a by a by a gentleman named Alan Watts called "The Road to Hell Is Paved with Good Intentions." Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to listen to so, more of this guy's stuff. The one one thing that occurred to me and I can't get off my mind is the fact that we all need to not trust anybody <laughs> take my take my ap approach and not trust anybody i mean and i'm talking uh soros uh, i'm talking jack that runs twitter i'm talking the people that run facebook all of your social media accounts and i know we've debated this uh, uh, earlier joe how i was really upset with the censorship that was happening on facebook and twitter etc cetera, etc cetera. and you might not have been uh, as upset as I was, but I, I think what we just heard and what we've watched kind of proves that that is something we should be alarmed about. Well, and just watch the Netflix piece, The Social Dilemma, and it'll answer right. your question because it's happening right in front of I us. I wonder uh, if this fellow is warning, well, obviously he's warning against totalitarianism. Uh, might totalitarianism merely be the result of the government just becoming so large that the masses do become dependent on it. Yeah. Because that's happening in mm -hmm. the United States. Yeah. The government becomes, uh, uh, and you can do it on a micro level in the city of St. Paul, for example, uh, the government is now up to about 3,700 employees for a city of 240,000 uh, or more maybe. And what also happens is that more and more job definitions get created, all of which are not measurable for success or achievement. <clears throat> for example, uh, Mayor, Mayor Carter is proposing an increase in the property tax levy in St. Paul of 6.9%, yes. yeah. and among the reasons, he wants to create an office of uh, community safety uh, 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 to look at safety issues different from a police perspective. And uh, that sounds like another office that cannot be measured 
for anything attainable. Mm-hmm. It can't be measured. It, Can can't play, be, right. it can't be measured for achievement. All his cabinet members are unheard of. They don't. They have had no impact on public life whatsoever that I am aware of, because they all have job titles that are not able to be measured. I want to play this one more time. Ready? Yeah. All twenty minutes. Tyranny, oh. like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. That's the best. Set. The harder the pushback, the more glorious the triumph will be. Yep. And what are we pushing back to achieve? Sanity. We're pushing back against. We're pushing back against this insanity that's all around us. We're pushing back against the insanity of the of the failed academy. We're pushing back against the insanity of uh, of the Trump faction that that wanted to tell me that what happened on January sixth at the Capitol was no different than another day of tourism. That's insanity, and it's delusional. And yet people be, believe that. That's the danger of people believing it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> people, there are, there are followers of both extremes of both parties. We're pushing uh, back against the thought that climate, cha- the climate can be controlled by man. Yeah, because in here you learn what is the truth. Man is more dangerous than germs or nature or... Or man's, weapons or whatever. Man is own, the wolf of man. Yeah. But yeah. the likes of Lori Lightfoot would like to tell you it's the gun's fault, mm-hmm. not the two thugs that took out the cop last weekend. Well, because what gets diminished... One of which was just released from jail days prior. What gets diminished as waves of totalitarianism take hold is the personal responsibility of an individual. The personal responsibility of an individual gets traded in at the government counter uh, to be taken care of. And too many people in this country are willing to surrender their personal decision-making processes. Uh, this, goes, this goes a long way back. The woman who was so excited that Obama won because now she wouldn't have to pay for gas oh, in her car. Peggy Johnson. I don't even, to this day, I wonder if that was a bit. I mean, I, she couldn't have been that stupid, could she? <laughs> I don't think so. But we're, yeah. we're, there's too many people too willing to believe that, that uh, an expanded government is the answer. Answer to what? Peggy Joseph took her daughter out of school early Wednesday for this. Her emotions ran high following Obama's speech. It was the most memorable time of my life. It was a touching moment because I never thought this day would ever happen. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I I help him, he's going to help me. Well, lady, that's delusion. Boy, we delusional have, thinking. We have never earned a scramble more than we have today. Oh, we're still a ways away from it. <laughs> I might start early. Yeah. One prime example where government is just such a disaster to deal with, and I've learned this firsthand in the last month, Minsure. Minsure is a health insurance marketplace for the uh, U.S. state of Minnesota. The exchange enables people and small businesses to purchase health insurance at federally subsidized rates. It is a bleeping nightmare dealing with the state of Minnesota just to purchase some insurance. And I'm not being assisted by them. I'm paying full price. But just the process alone is dreadful. 
Tim Hurstead writes, Joe heading north on 35E, took the Hugo exit, then north on 61, pulled up behind a fellow truck driver with the same idea. No truck parking at Grunhofer's, but we pay enough highway taxes to use the shoulder of the freeway. <laughs> here, here, and here. I went for three meatloafs, one for Mom, who was a fan of the show and even beginning to like Pat. Thick, <laughs> thick cut bacon wow. and beef sticks for the drive north, and yes, a bone for our four-legged boy at home, Digger. Nice. Joe, do I need to tell my boys we now have to change our dog's name? Tim from the newest city in Minnesota, Probably. Rice Lake, Minnesota. And uh, another Grunhofer's fan writes... This is Paul. Poor Spencer, you guys keep making more work for him. Let me answer for him. He's one day closer to getting in at the fair. You know the kid I used to have moved to Idaho with Grunhofer's meat in the cooler. He decided it was a meatloaf night. Now, a few weeks ago, you had a guy say that he cooked it in a crock pot in a liner bag. He decided to try that, but he likes a little crunch on it. So after finishing it in the crock pot, he sliced it up and put it under the broiler for two minutes. Oh, Sounds wonderful, doesn't that does it? Sound well, right. uh, well, it all starts at Grunhofer's, so of course it's wonderful. You know the you know the drill, GLers. It's Grunhofer's old fashioned yeah. meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, and at the new location on Highway 97 in Forest Lake. Saudi Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater is the only place in the metro to make a great day even better. Get yourself a fine cigar. It's the place to stock up. They stock in a wide variety of cigars, and they have a lovely smoking lounge, state-of-the-art ventilation system, and the guys at Sodi's, why they can help you pick out the right cigar, the cigar that's going to lead to an afternoon of joy. And as frequent customers uh, know, you can sign up for a special membership. That's where you receive a personal cigar locker in the store. It's just yours and only yours. It comes with a key and a 15% discount on all store merchandise, including cigars. They're really easy to find, located right off Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. Turn south off of Highway 36 onto Osgood, and then you'll see Sodi Cigar and Pipe immediately right there on your right. You'll also find them on the web at SodiCigars.com. And please, when you stroll in, uh, in there, tell them that the dummies at Garage Logic sent you. Pat, I got an idea. All right. I was texting with the males of the family last night, each of whom was uh, enthralled by watching the White Sox and the Yankees. And you'll note the Yankee uniforms from 1919 or whatever year that was supposed to be are the same as they are today. Uh, yes, right. Is baseball, <coughs> excuse me, is topic. Major League Baseball smart enough to realize what a marketing gem this is? Now, the NHL plays these outdoor games, and they're very charming, but they have very little to do with reality because the average NHL player has never played an outdoor game in his life. Baseball is played outdoors in every hamlet in America, and Major League Baseball is going to be crazy if they don't have Cincinnati play Cleveland at some small town in Ohio. I'm already texting St. Peter that the Twins are playing at Bellfield and Faribault it's next It's got to be done. It's How about the Twins and the Brewers somewhere uh, on uh, with overlooking Lake, uh, Lake Superior, if there's a ball field there? Uh, I don't know what it will take, but... I think it would go a long, long way to uh, giving the game a big boost. A big boost. Play, have two major leaguers play in a state every year that doesn't have a team, like yesterday. 
Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. One uh, one thing is they spent a whole bunch of millions to fix to to build this place. No, I know. And if you wanted to buy a ticket last night, yeah, uh, the cheapest ones you could get was fifteen hundred. Right, and uh, they were up to three thousand. So, uh, I mean, it was abs- It was a money making thing, as it turned out for MLB. I don't know what the TV ratings were. I would have guessed they were the best they've been. They they are never very good, but uh, I would guess they're the best they've been. But they are going back next year. I was hoping they didn't murder this thing. You can't have Costner wandering around in the outfield again next year, no, right? You're no. going to have to do something, right? I say take it to a different state, but then again, as you point out, then you have then you have the financial question that has to be settled. Well, you just had New All New All Um. Uh, New All Um. Yes. To spend two billion dollars on its two ball fields down there, and then get 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 the state didn't get the state tournament right. Well, that's because of the city council in the city of New Orleans. Yes, but what I'm saying is, great great baseball town, great great ballpark. I agree with you. Let's, you know, you might, you might not be overlooking Lake Superior, but. Uh, well, you, you get know, the idea. Give, you get the idea. Give the city, a, give the state, uh, everybody, a state, you know, Milwaukee, all the Germans they got, they'd come to New Alam one day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to play a ball game. And, you know, you got 81 of them. You can you can sacrifice one to uh, to play in uh, one of these places. That's the we of course in you know out here in the Midwest, Iowa, Western Wisconsin, Minnesota. We got more of this quaintness than anybody else to offer. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. you mean you're you're saying that so, the Twins might not be willing to give up a crowd of uh, ten thousand at a, a Detroit home game on a Tuesday night, Pat? Are you saying that? I no, I'm not saying the <laughs> twins wouldn't be would, but would uh, somebody else? Uh, you know, you, you got to get somebody to play you. True. You know, yep. it, and uh, I, I heard somebody said maybe the twins can, uh, uh, you know, they can, you know, think about coming south to play a game. Well, they don't set the schedule. They're not, you know, whoever plays in Dyersville next year will be invited by MLB to be there. Right. Right. Well, let's just say I thought it was a terribly successful evening. Just terribly oh, successful. Great. Yeah. I thought so, the guys coming out of the cornfields were okay. We yeah. just didn't need eight minutes of Costner trying to <laughs> figure out if he could, you know, what we, we didn't need him wandering around aimlessly. Is he is he losing it a little bit? I don't know. He could barely. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he was wandering around like a drunk. Let's get it all going here. Uh, speaking of drunk, I, I have a question. You've obviously been drinking yourself. I, I didn't realize that you were going to drink the Kool-Aid and be so on board with this, Patrick. <laughs> Are you on board no, with this? Let me let me finish. Uh, are you on board simply because it was two major league teams? I'm wondering what Mike Veck is thinking today because he's got a quaint little ballpark and a scenic. Uh, what? What am I missing? Yeah, but here? he's getting seven. He's getting seventy five hundred to watch Triple A. He's fine, right? Uh, okay. No, I I think what impressed me, Kenny, was it turned into the best game of the year. That's what impressed me. With the game winning, if it had been, yeah, if it had been three hours and twenty three minutes and it was twelve to two, uh, I probably would not have been as impressed. But it was a hellacious game. All right. Okay. 
I just think yeah. the game could solve a lot of its ideological problems, which have crept into it, mm-hmm. by taking it back to its rural roots, which is legitimate, unlike these outdoor hockey games. Yeah, that's true. But you got to remember that they basically killed off the Winter Classic as a big New Year's Day event by saying, okay, we're going to have one in Edmonton and one here. We're going to have a stadium. They came up with different titles and we're having about four of them a year and playing so much outdoor hockey. that. But this is a little different. Sitting in a small ballpark watching a baseball game instead of sitting at a football stadium watching some little ants down there skating around. Which is why we got tr- the idea. And trying to see an object that you can barely see when you're standing next to the glass from uh, up at the upper deck. That makes it a little... Yeah. My, uh, my, my yeah. brother-in-law volunteered last night at the uh, the game. He lives in Waverly, so he drove over to volunteer. And I said, how was the experience? He was, he was tweeting out really nice pictures. And he said... I wish I'd stayed home and watched it on TV because he really didn't get to see a whole lot because oh, yeah. he's working concessions or oh. whatever. Well, <laughs> I, when there's a Super Bowl here or something like that, I it, and everybody rushes to volunteer. It's kind of fun walking to the stadium and seeing these poor, depressed people out there freezing their ass off who haven't gotten with 150 yards. Of but the I got game. a coat. But out they of the got deal. a jacket. <laughs> they haven't seen anybody. Yeah, they got a stocking hat, a jacket. Yeah. They froze their ass off. Park over there, sir. Free. Park over there. Just take a left. Park over there. What's on your mind other than this? Uh, well, I went to uh, the uh, Transfiguration Church uh, this morning in Oakdale. Uh, Tom Kelly Jr.'s uh, funeral service was held. He died in January, but with the COVID and the whole deal. Right. And he had a lot of friends. They kind of waited, and then they ended up with the, the twins having their reunion this weekend. And he, he worked, you know, he was around the ballpark a lot with those those players. So some of those guys wanted to go, too. So they had the service this morning. And uh, it was, uh, you know, quite a a nice turnout. They probably had 10, 12 players from the 91 team there. And, uh, and, uh, you know, TK was there with his... his wife Sharon and his his daughter and her new grannies. He's a granddad just about six months ago. Pat, remind me, because I think he was right around my age, correct? Uh, Junior. Who's that? Tom. uh, Junior, junior. 42. Yeah. 42 years old. Yeah. And they still don't know what caused the death. They just, they just, Play the Walsh boys, his buddies from Hill Murray. He was playing golf with the Walsh family, and and he didn't make his tea time. And they went to the Airbnb where they were staying to see what was going on because he never missed a tea time, and he was unresponsive. So, hmm. and Tom pointed out that in the middle of COVID, uh, you might not have been getting the best effort of the uh, you know the the corners down there. So anyway. That was too uh, bad. that was uh, quite a weekend for him from the the emotions of of this and then of course uh, tonight and all weekend they are celebrating what stand unless you're a Lynx fan mm-hmm. what stands is our our most recent uh, world championship right thirty years ago yeah nineteen ninety one wow nineteen ninety one yes what a nice you know who looks good who like he could pitch. Rick Aguilera. Really? Don't you hate these guys that haven't gained 
four pounds right. in 30 years. Yeah. That's I un-American, mean, isn't on. it, Patrick? Come on. Eat a sandwich, for God's sake, <laughs> with a lot of cheese on it. What now remind was he has one of my favorite injuries. Didn't he hurt his back lifting up his suitcase? Wasn't it something like that? Is that him? I thought that was him. Maybe bring that up this weekend, uh, I, Pat. Who's in town? The campus? Uh, the Rays, yep. Yeah. The Rays? Yeah. The Rays, who are, I think they're six ahead now in the East. The East is a good division, and these, these, this collection of mutts, you know, they're. They're running away with it. Last night they used a, you know, kind of a temporary opener starter, and gave up two hits. They just run guys out there you never heard of. And they, I wonder what their but, road record is because I have a theory that they're just happy when they don't have to play at home. Probably. Well, Joe, they were home two weeks ago with the Red Sox, who were had been leading all year, and now they were catching them. On a Sunday afternoon, so the traffic wasn't an excuse, 17,000. Yeah, that's just, well, it's just such a miserable dump. It's just terrible. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> just they, and he, they use the bridge as an excuse Monday through Friday. Right. But, uh, uh, I, you know, that no excuse on a Sunday afternoon when you're playing the Red Sox. And you can't say it was a nice day in Tampa, right? Right. Uh, they that's are, the excuse the record is that's why you live in Tampa, right? Almost identical. You see the sun check, so. Almost identical home and away, 35 and 22 at home, 35 and 23 away. I'll be damned. That's Half their relief core is, is, is not pitching, too. Nick Anderson, the, the Minnesota kid, has been hurt all year, and he's one of their aces in the bullpen. And I don't know how they do it. It's uh, They and the Giants are both miracle teams this year. Lamont Wade, former twin, gave him up uh, 15 home runs and 198 at bats for them. Well, I'll tell you, are, is the, are the uh, World Series highlight celebrations that can be taking place all weekend? Well, tonight they're going to have them sitting out there on the uh, that deck. They'll probably introduce them, you know, wave to them. And then I think the boys are gathering someplace for the Unofficial uh, party. I got it. I got it. Copy that. The is there going to be party. video of that party? No. Tomorrow night is the uh, ceremony. Uh, and uh, tomorrow night is the ceremony, but Gladdy was at uh, uh, Tom Jr.'s uh, funeral this morning. He looked like he was going on about two hours sleep already. Yeah, yeah. boy, Dazzle. <laughs> Don't you hate those guys It'll that still a... have it, <laughs> that can still party? Yes, and he was working hard to get, like, going to managers and saying, trying to get his guys like Sorrento, who works for the Angels, and these guys the weekend off so they could come in instead of being on the coaching staff. So. I don't know if Chili made it though. I, I, I didn't see uh, Chili on the list, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I saw Randy Bush, my all-time favorite. He was there, and I said, "They told me you're in charge of Gladden," and he said, "Yeah, that's a duty I could not handle." He said, <laughs> <laughs> "We'll talk to you I Monday, lad." That. What's that, sir? I said, "We'll talk to you Monday." You going to the bank? No, we're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Patrick. See you, Pat. All right. Thank you. Thank you.
say Center Point and Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park uh, would be a place where you and your employees can work, where it's easier to work. It's an eight-building campus in Mendota, rolling park line setting, park-like setting, single-story buildings, park-free right in front of your own unit, no elevators, no downtown hassles, no construction to avoid, easy access to the airport, and uh, both downtowns and close to highways 55, 62, 494, and 35E. Each office space is customizable so you can get exactly what you want. There's wave purification systems in all the buildings. Uh, really a beautiful, beautiful location. It's, uh, shaded. You can go outside and have lunch. There you, you know, go. Take your Grunhoffers yeah. out lunch or whatever. And it's just uh, fantastic. Visit escapetomendota.com. Because we'd certainly do this if it was a DFL strategist. A grand jury has handed up a federal indictment against a Minneapolis-based Republican strategist on charges of sex trafficking minors. Anton Tony Lazaro now faces five counts of sex trafficking of a minor, a count of conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of minors, and another count of attempted sex trafficking, along with three counts of obstruction, according to an unsealed indictment. According to the indictment, the accusations came over time between May 2020 and December 2020 involving six unnamed victims under the age of 18. Prosecutors say there could be additional victims. The U.S. attorney says Lazaro was taken into custody by the FBI yesterday. As a strategist, Lazaro handed up, uh, headed up the political action committee Big Tent Republicans, which sought to target a diverse voting base for the party, including people of color, LGBT voters, and women. According to his website, Lazaro also ran a marketing firm called Gold River Group. He was uh, he also served on the campaign team for Lacey Johnson, the Republican candidate who challenged Ilhan Omar in the 5th Congressional District. Uh, a podcast listed on the website Pod Bay also lists six episodes of a show Lazaro worked on with Minnesota GOP, GOP Chair Jennifer Carnahan. Uh, okay, uh, the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats is uh, this guy presumably will never work again for the GOP if he ever, if, if in fact he's found guilty and goes to jail and then gets out, he ain't getting a job with right. the GOP. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and other G- other Republicans are sending back com- uh, campaign uh, uh, donations that this Lazaro made to them. Uh, Emmer, uh, Karen Housley, uh, they're sending back the money that uh, he donated to them. He's contributed forty two grand in recent years to the Republican Party of Minnesota. Jeez, and he's yeah. a creep. Carnahan, the party's chairwoman, called the allegations against Lazaro abhorrent, if true, and said the Minnesota GOP is donating the contributions he had given the party to charity. All right. So can I uh, can I throw in one here? You may. Um, this kind of ties in with what we were talking about with uh, totalitarianism, yes. government control, yes. everything else. Thank yeah. you to Jordy for sending this, courtesy of Yahoo News. The nation's former border chief reported this morning 
that the Biden administration has placed some 40,000 illegal immigrants infected with the coronavirus into American cities. Mm -hmm. At least that's conservative. Former acting commissioner of Customs and Border Protection Mark Morgan told Secrets this afternoon. In an earlier Zoom briefing, Morgan estimated that about 270,000 illegal immigrants have been released into the United States since President Biden took office and signaled to Latin America that the border is open again as it was under former President Barack Obama. Well, he's got a crisis there. He's got a crisis in Afghanistan. Yeah, he he really does. does. Where those 6th century Taliban fighters who are animals. uh, Literally animals. They're just animals. Yes. And they're taking over the country. really bad there Taking over the country. Should he be getting more heat for pulling out? I don't have the wisdom of Solomon on that answer. Uh, I don't know what was the correct answer. I don't know what. Okay. I had a good friend who's no longer with us. I wish he was alive because uh, I could talk to him more about it. But he lived in Kabul all during his teenage years because wow. his dad was stationed in the uh, station there. Wow. And uh, uh, he said it was a normal functioning society back then. Which would have been when? Well, uh, 60s, 70s? in the 60s. Wow. Uh, Joe, I'm sending you. Uh, I was sending you a, uh, an email about the Wilcox factory, and all of a sudden it disappeared. I don't know if it went to you. It did not. If you received it, can you let me know? I didn't receive it. I haven't finished it, but I think you and your counterparts would be interested in research and information I learned when restoring our 1924 Wilcox trucks, T-R-U-X. Uh, let me know by email or call me. Gordy in Wyzetta, Minnesota. I'm letting you know over the airwaves. Gordy, I never... I never received that. Uh, Ray of Hope from Scott. My four-year-old granddaughter, Julia, wrapped up soccer camp today, went up to the coach and said, why are we all winners? But don't <laughs> all, right. All, right, all right, girl. girl. See, you go, girl. girl. Did uh, I tell you my soccer COVID deal? Did I say that off the air? Uh, what's that one? A now? buddy of mine, his kid, I think his kid's around my son's age, 9, 10, somewhere in there. They normally played... Uh, four quarters. All right. Yeah. But because of COVID, they only played two. Oh boy. Maybe well, maybe COVID that... only kicks in in the third uh, and fourth quarters. That's Chris, what I said. Chris, look at the monitor, Kenny, please. Come on now. Look, look at the monitor. Come on. Oh, don't worry about it. Is he I, I have a deep statement to make about the four-year-old. That's human. Her human nature is yet to be corrupted. Thankfully, yes. She hasn't been turned over yet to the failed academy and have that drummed out of her. Well, let's get it. Uh, let's get her corrupted on our side then. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I witnessed Americana firsthand this week when I attended a cattle auction in El Dorado, Kansas. Just before the auction was about to start, the owner suggested a prayer for our country, our leaders, and the citizens of this great country. All the cowboy hats and ball caps came off while heads were bowed. Upon completion, there was a loud amen by the attendees. Caps and hats back on, and the sale started. The GLers are out there, but sometimes you have to travel down a long, dusty road to find them. Keep the faith and keep up the fight. A bit more Americana from Steve. Uh, My friend and I spent the entire month of June touring on our motorcycles. We left the Twin Cities on June 1st and arrived back home on June 27th. Our trip covered 12 states and a total of 7,500 miles, averaged 300 miles a day, and spent less than 200 miles on federal interstate highways. This was my farewell tour as I sold the bike on July 1st. In putting together a photo book of the trip, here is what I wrote as my final thoughts. Took Highway 7 from Montevideo into the metro. 
I could feel the change in density and how people were driving as we got closer to the cities. Confirm my plan to finish riding. It's just getting to where I don't want to be on the road on a motorcycle anymore. Steve in Forest Lake. He sent a picture of him now and back in 1969 with his new Honda CL450. Nice. Uh, I read that one. Uh, That's it. Oh, well, only. I would just, even before you get to that, uh, I would just like to say something about this show today. Um, I feel I was stifled. I feel I was not heard. I feel it was way too serious. Oh, no. It wasn't a fun show, and I think it shows that GLers didn't get their rookie money's worth today. <laughs> I uh, I just feel like you guys were way too serious, so I couldn't. Why don't you take your shirt off again? Oh, well, I'm sorry off. you feel that way. Sure. Take my shirt off again. No, don't, I'm, I'm uh, kidding. Again. I'm already playing the post-concert <laughs> blues song. It's I'm, got I'm his done shirt with you guys. Shirt he off. took oh, his man. shirt off. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not showing any nipples. It's a balancing act, is what we're trying Only. to do. Only. Yep. Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It's on this date in Minnesota history, August 13th. This is National Left Handers Day. There it is. There's my left hand. (laughs) And I got my shirt off. It's a good start. In 1849, on this day, Minnesota Territory's first court session was held in Stillwater. Kenny just left. Reportedly, only one man on the jury wore boots. All the rest wore moccasins. On this day in 1893, the biggest fire in Minneapolis history burned 23 square blocks of the city and more than 150 buildings, leaving 1,500 people without shelter. Holy smokes. There's my back hair. Oh, God. Look at that sweater. Doesn't look, look like my shirt's off. Why, why, why is it? What? You don't even have any hair. This show sucked until I started really making fun times, you know? Don't use that word. Yeah. S- serious. It was way too seriously. Schmelz Countryside is one of the last Twin Cities truly family-owned dealers. Multi-generational. They don't own 30 or 40 stores. This is it. Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood on that southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61 with three great makes. Alfa Romeo, Fiat, and Volkswagen. Zero percent for up to 36 months right now on all new Volkswagen vehicles, except the ID4. The new Volkswagen Taos is in stock. Zero uh, percent for up to 72 months on Fiats, and zero percent for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. Saturday's a good day to buy a car. I just drove the Jetta today to work, yeah. and that's from Schmelz. That's right. That's That was one of the many I've got. That's from an Schmelz. 08, and there's 114,000 miles on it, and it is purring beautifully. Did you get a good deal on that one? Got a hell of a deal on oh, it. I got screwed on that yeah, one. A hell of he's a really, guy makes so much money, he's still, he's pension. Schmelz Countryside. <laughs> Check out details at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. And I don't want to be on any TV screen with this fruitcake with his shirt off. I can promise you that won't happen All today. Right. All right. Yeah, I think, Thanks, you should. I think you should. Well, as long as we're checking all the boxes, I got a really quick town ball story. No. Okay. Really? Not yet? Say, uh, if you're looking for a, a story, maybe via the podcast, you've got a little extra time, and you're all caught up on Garage Logic, Table Talk, 
every other show possible. The you Weekly to, Scramble. That's right, the Weekly Scramble. Which this will is, debut today. I will post that today. For real? Yes. Congratulations. Really? Thank you. You know where you would find that? You would find that if you went to PodMN on your smartphone or PodMN.com on your computer. Check it out. While Reavers is going to pick a highlight from this show, he's going to post it on YouTube, and Garage Logic has their own YouTube page. So subscribe to that. Garage Logic on YouTube. You will be entertained. I can guarantee that, Braz. 